the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, sitting on the porch here at Milberger's at 1604. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. So what, Nice uh, and cool. <laughs> you know, it did start out, it seemed cool. Yeah. And uh, but it got warmed up Before a bit. Before the sun came up. Huh? My wife's brother from... Uh, England was visiting, but he, he stopped on the way from uh, All right. New York. And I said, well, what do you think of the heat here? And he said, well, it was almost as hot there, and the humi- humidity was much higher than here. In England? No, no in uh, New York, where he was oh, the, okay. doing some business. Okay. But that, yeah, that's true. We forget. <laughs> in Minnesota, you know, if it's 90 degrees, or, or New York, 90 degrees, the humidity is up there at yeah. 80% usually. I think they had some uh, hot weather in England, didn't they? Unusually in hot France, weather in France, they were talking about You're right, about that yeah. They set some and records. Those people don't have air conditions over there, usually. And they don't think they needed them up until yeah. now. <laughs> that global warming, Melton. You two tried to warn us. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So, hey, the uh, bonsai class is probably finishing up now, uh, so we'll find out how that went. Um, I picked up my uh, tomatoes. Oh, good. Today, yeah. For... uh, now the there's so many neat varieties there. I, uh, <laughs> as usual, over overshot Uh-oh. my goals. You know, <laughs> so I'll have more than you know, more than I planned on. But uh, every, uh, all the varieties you can think of in terms of uh, these semi-determinate and fast fall. Well, we, Jerry and I were kind of promoting the uh, HM eighty-eight forty-nine because of produce fruit so fast this spring yeah. big fruit too yeah it got a lot of good comments yeah. back from yeah so that's that's probably one you want to try in the fall and uh and then our of course bhn 968 is always a good choice there's ruby crush over there too jerry did you know that is that right yeah good i, I got some ruby crush that yeah i didn't, I didn't well, expect that, that never has been officially <laughs> It's just, yeah, we Made just... Made a rodeo tomato. Yeah, and I kind of resisted it because you were saying how good it tastes, and I d- didn't want to believe anything could taste <laughs> as good as BHN 968. Yeah, but it, it tastes a little bit... It's a different It's different, taste. yeah. They're both really good. 
uh, uh, the Ruby Crush has got a little sweeter right. uh, tart. The HN968 has got a really uh, uh, pleasantly tart. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Both of those two together, uh, you could use one in a salad uh, one day and then the other one the next day. Yeah. Really get a, a really distinct difference. And Calvin mentions all those in his column with they really got a good picture with your with your column this year. Great big to, uh, picture of big tomatoes uh, and uh, then they got some cherry tomatoes. Both both tomatoes pictured in in page sec- on page section C in today's paper. And Calvin goes through and talks about uh, some things we'll talk about a little bit later. But he lists the the better tomatoes, and uh, he talks about HM8849 and uh, Tycoon, Phoenix, Valley Cat. Red Deuce is over there. Celebrity, 444. That 444 is hanging in there. It does, yeah. Uh (laughs) And there's a lot lot of good gardeners that uh, kind of put it in the same category as celebrity. Yeah, they like it. BHN 968, the cherry, and Roma. And uh, he puts, uh, says, Tycoon, BHN 968, Celebrity, and Valley Cat are fast-producing selections that are also nematode resistant. So, uh, and we've got some nice big plants out here uh, at Millburgers. Hey Terry, there was another. There's another one out there. I was trying to remember the Sunbright. What was that? Was that a rodeo tomato? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought yeah. it was. I it saw is. that on the list. It is. Yeah, I didn't mention Sunbright, but but I got a couple of them for my garden. Uh, just uh, sounded like it would be the kind of performer you'd want in the hot fall. Yeah, and they're four and a half. They're in four and a half inch containers. And it's a heat setter, I'm guessing, because of the name. Yeah, right. And uh, they're only a dollar ninety nine. That's mighty close to two dollars. But it's not two dollars. It's not two dollars. No. Those. Uh, and there, well, actually, there is no tax on it. So, is that right? Yeah, I think because uh, they're tomatoes. I don't think you. <laughs> I think if you if you plant them. Okay. For food. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to ask Trace. That but makes it hard on the cashiers to do a dollar ninety nine. It does. <laughs> if they complain to you, I mean, if they have to add it up, you know. No, Terry, they don't uh, do it by paper anymore, and they don't have to. Write oh, it they don't. No, yeah, it's okay. the, the computer does it for them. They're okay. Okay. And uh, that's that's the first thing on uh, Millburgers list. Yeah, MillburgerNursery.com. dot com. Superstars. Uh, the the list for uh, July tenth, and so uh, they got a lot of good things. Uh, yeah, on there. we'll talk about it a little bit later, I guess. One of Calvin's favorites is on there. Pentas are on sale in the one gallon for three eighty eight. Yeah, and I look at the selection out there, and uh, our, our one of our uh, hummingbirds was yeah uh, there this morning when I was looking. I'm sure they'll be back. Yeah, that bird still. What do they sell? All the uh, red uh, porter weed. What we're looking for is yeah, the porter weed that that hummingbird was playing around with yes last weekend. 
Boy, the port the porter weed that I had planted, uh, the ones in the sun, I really put some size on, and the more, more of the stocks have booms on there. Oh, it, there. Yeah, so it's uh, re- really the color is much more noticeable. It reminded it reminded me of what it was like uh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and the purple, of course, is pretty. Uh, if, and then I've got some that I can plant it in the in containers, in the, kind of in the shade of the citrus or peach trees, and uh, they're not. They got nice foliage, but they don't have as much bloom. So they, huh. just like most uh, blooming plants, right. they respond to the sun. Right, absolutely. But uh, yeah, they're great. If you, uh, we we had what a listener last week called to say. What is this porter weed you're always talking about? <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a plant Jerry and I have gotten really fond of uh, because of the uh, nectar. Uh, the uh, nectar is real potent, and the hummingbirds and butterflies really like it. They get pretty competitive. Plus, it's a it's an unusual, attractive plant that uh, kind of fits in every. If you got a full sun area, it fits into your landscape provides a great great nectar source for the yeah, it sure does draw the hummingbirds yeah and butterflies and I, I don't think I've ever seen a bee on it you've seen a b- bumblebee or a bum- I've seen some of those big bumblebees on oh, okay the, those big black okay. black ones now we the we had a couple couple of listeners uh, were asking about the queen butterflies oh they are uh, are getting real, real. What do they look like? They look like monarchs. Yeah. Oh, they're the they're kind related of the false to monarchs? the monarchs. Okay. Yeah. And they're they're real active now. They kind of coincide with the misflower. Misflower is booming up a storm, and so they uh, the queens are out there, and of course the the purple martins. They're still the adults seem to still be visiting the houses every couple of days, but they won't. It won't be long, and they'll they'll be heading out to South America, and then you can, if you choose to, you can lower your houses and clean them out. How are the sparrows doing? Are they still in there? Oh, they're. I mean, they they filled, haven't left, have they? No, and they filled every <laughs> they filled every vacant apartment by the the purple martins. Too. See there, that that should make you happy, Kelly. Poor sparrows. Uh, <laughs> they're just the building all those nests for my compost pile, I guess. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, I was looking. I, I, I see they've taken uh, crepe myrtle off the uh, off the for sale uh, or uh, on sale uh, list, and I, I, we'll have to ask Trace how many they've got left, or has they still got crepe myrtle left? Because crepe myrtles around town are just spectacular. They're looking good, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, in fact, I was on on the way over here. I was, I saw a, a red one. Let's see, how was it? A, a red one, kind of embedded in a pink one, blooming. And it was it was a picture. It was worth a picture. So I couldn't, uh, but I didn't stop. And is it just my imagination, or like so now? The ones that are blooming the most are pink and red. Yeah. I don't well, see a lot of whites, or do you see a lot oh, of whites? Oh, lavenders are blooming up a storm. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. 
Yeah. Actually, I've seen but that I think too. you're right. The, the whites are not. Whites a little earlier were kind yeah. of dominating. Uh, you know what else seems to be booming, Milton? And I don't. You are you're our expert on the. Uh, yeah. So I know on the Texas Sinisa. Sage. Yeah, they're out there blooming. They up. really are, and they're pretty. They're pretty blooms. Yeah. Um, can't, I can't quite figure it out. My Lynn's Lowry, Lynn's uh, legacies are blooming too. Yeah. I don't know. Of course, the uh, we know that means it's going to rain. But I hope. Yeah. We need a little. Doesn't take a doesn't take long long of days with uh, ninety seven degree temperatures to things to dry out. Yeah. They got some beautiful hanging baskets of purslane uh, up 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 front, and uh, I, I I never think of hanging a purslane and hanging baskets, but that that would be a be a good uh, place to grow purslane, and they got so many different colors now and everything. Well, and they've got and because really, it, you don't have to worry about it drying out. Yeah, even it, if it dries out, it'll come back after you water. Is that my imagination that they got the varieties now bloom longer than they used to on purslane? What did they say it is moss rose. Uh, there was some uh, some new varieties of doubles that we got in this week in hanging baskets. Oh, that was pretty cool. And I had a lady talking about eating purslane. Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess it's edible. Oh, sure it is. <laughs> the uh, the whoppers lane that, uh, uh, you know, grows in the field. In fact, that's, we, we had to go in and weed and weed purslane out of our uh, tomato variety trial this year. It's another one of those plants. If you drop a leaf, <laughs> you're going to have a plant wherever you yeah. drop that leaf. And the, uh, uh, we, we had thought about... Uh, uh, Mr. Verstraten used to always say, always take it out of the field. When you see purslane in the field and to chop it out, take it out of the field because it'll reroot again. It'll come back. So uh, in our tomato trial this year at Versa Farm, uh, we, we had a – that purslane had grown big. I mean big. And uh, we were planning on chopping it and then taking it out of the field. But we had too much. We'd have had uh, trailer truck loads full of purslane. But uh, the old story is that, uh, especially uh, Vietnamese, uh, the Vietnamese people, uh, liked purslane. And, uh, and they often would come in and ask the versifs if they could uh, harvest the purslane off of their irrigation canal and of course they let them do it but uh, they used it quite a bit in salad and I was <laughs> I was laughing about that uh, I was re- re- reading uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Moy uh, biography and uh, he was ta- they were talking about why he uh, hated personally wouldn't even grow a purslane because uh, when they had the China re- Revolution, uh, they uh, they took his title, t- uh, doctor, uh, d- and uh, he he and his family were forced to live in in caves, and uh, all they had to eat was purslane. <laughs> so. Uh, if I'd have known that when he was alive, I'd have loved to ask him, did he have recipes for personally? 
He'd probably said something ugly to me in Chinese. But you wouldn't have known it. Uh, right, I wouldn't yeah. have known it. You, didn't, you, you couldn't tell if he was saying nice things to you or bad things, <laughs> anything. I know oh, we're uh, going to do the uh, plant of the weekend in a second, but uh, let's we'll take a quick break so I give you plenty of time. Sure. Okay? All right. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. When we come back, we're going to introduce you to uh, in-demand pepper, and uh, we'll talk about the upcoming GVST uh, Gardening Essentials class here at Millburgers on Monday. Back after this, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Here's the big news. The fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant, but to have the most success, you need to plant varieties that are recommended for this area that are time-tested. And Millburgers has those varieties because they want you to have the most success with your fall tomatoes. These include varieties like Celebrity or this year's Rodeo Tomato, HM8849, or the Texas Superstar Tomatoes, which include Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise. They're just $1.99 in the 4.5-inch pot. Another Texas superstar Millburgers is featuring this week is the Penta. They're highly heat and pest tolerant, low maintenance, a bloomer that comes in assorted colors. They attract hummingbirds and butterflies, and they're on a great sale price for three eighty eight in the one-gallon container. This week you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. You see it blooming all around town? Come get it at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Your life is an important one. Here at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world as truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. Story. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210 210- 
1-800-273-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. I want to tell you about Spider-Man termite and pest control, uh, especially uh, even though we don't have the rain, there's still mosquitoes out there. Uh, they've got the Into Care mosquito trapping system, which uh, we've got to get Warren on. He, Warren takes you keep his, saying that. Well, no. Warren takes his weekends very seriously. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, he's had a lot of success with this. Uh, they use it in Miami. They use it at Walt Disney World. And what it does is the mosquitoes. Male burgers. They do, yeah. Uh, they fly in. They land on the uh, in the little uh, con- chemical concoction that gets on them. And then they spread it around as they fly outside the unit to uh, different leaves and different plants. And then it gets on other mosquitoes. And that's how it works. That's how it kills them. So it's very selective. Uh, but, yeah, check it out. It's the Care Mosquito Trapping System. They also do uh, all kinds of pest control from uh, everything from ants and scorpions to roaches, uh, fleas, if you're having a flea issue. Uh, give them a call. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Trace is up on the porch with us. What's going on, man? Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. So, first things first, we got a great selection of fall variety tomatoes. Yep, you do. Oh, yeah. And they're all in that nice four-and-a-half-inch pots. Uh, you can't go wrong planting now. And you have the varieties for this area? We do. Uh, I think everything that you mentioned on the website is pretty much time-tested and proven to do uh, well. I'm almost positive everything out there, with the exception of one or two varieties, have been rodeo tomatoes. tomatoes. And that means that one of our, one of them is Roma, which everybody knows how how fast that is in the fall, and a good uh, cooking tomato. And then uh, you got the big, that big che- big cherry too. The large cherry. I think yeah. those are the two that are not. And Sunbright. It was. It was. Yes, Sunbright's out there. If they remember Sunbright. Eighty-eight forty-nine. Mm-hmm. Dwarf cherry surprise. Eighteen twenty-three. Tycoon. Red Deuce. And the one you Phoenix. mentioned earlier, the cherry. Yeah, a ruby crush. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. I, I had my, my list, and I was going to stick to my list. <laughs> and, of course, I didn't count on finding ruby crush out yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. And then I saw some other ones that So is that your list? Bright. Is that your list I saw wadded up on the ground as you were walking by? <laughs> I don't know. I know if that was my list. I don't know yet. But it was, uh, I was going to get about... about <laughs> Fifteen tomatoes. I ended up with nineteen, so I wasn't off too far. But all, all those varieties, and so I, I think it's all, if you got the room, it's always good to get a a few different varieties because we've noticed there's some, there's some that are really reliable almost every year. But no. but even even among the most reliable, there's some difference in performance depending on weather and other Absolutely. things. Absolutely. 
And yeah. taste also. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. has if a little If you determine in the, the one you like to taste better. Ruby Crush and BHN 968 yeah. and then all the large tomatoes. 602s out there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a great selection. All right. So oh, we were asking. So they're $1.99 yep. and the four and a half inch. Is there a sales tax on tomatoes? No. Okay. So I was right. There you go. Okay. Congratulations, Milton. I know. It feels good. Our state's kind of interesting like that. If it's if it's edible and it lives for more than a year, yeah. it's taxable. If it doesn't live less than oh. a year, then it's tax exempt. Okay. Hmm. So if you carry your tomatoes over from fall to fall, we have to come and tax you? <laughs> Technically speaking, uh, now, don't, don't give them any more ideas. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what about daylilies? Jerry eats the daylilies. I guess they're more than a year old. Uh, that's, a, that's a yeah, it's perennial, and I feel sorry for the daylily if you're eating it. <laughs> All right, well, these are more these questions and more can be asked at the GVST Gardening Essential classes here at Millburgers. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it is going to be cool. It's it's Monday. Uh, Monday from 9.30 to 12.30. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about what Claudette and Mary are going to be doing? Uh, they're they're going to be going over uh, uh, all kinds of things. There's, uh, you know, water management for the, you know, what plants to plant to do well. Uh, turf management, how, yeah. how to control that and use as little water as possible. Um, butterfly garden. Butterfly garden is going to be a big part of it. And the doesn't require a whole lot of maintenance. Yeah, so that's uh, if you want more information, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a cool presentation. Uh, it's absolutely free. It starts at 930. Normally the gardening essential classes are a noonish type thing. This starts in the morning and goes to 1230. Bring a, a brown bag lunch or something to munch on. Uh, Millburgers will provide bottled water. It's free and open to the public. A $5 donation is requested. For the GVST. It's, even, it's appreciated, too. Yeah, for GVST. And, um, and then, what yeah. else is going to happen with this, Trace? Uh, we're giving a $10 gift certificate to everybody who attends that yeah. has to be used that day. Uh, kind of like when we did the tomato contest. Yeah. How many tomato plants can you? Let's see. Five. five, <laughs> five. No sales tax, no tax. So five. five yeah, plus. without sales yeah. tax, you can. Get some change, yeah. Yeah, get a nickel change. No, there's no change. Oh, there is no change, yeah, because it's a gift certificate. Sorry. The uh, sorry, Calvin. I was going to mention on that four and a half inch. He's uh, going to show court, up just to get the certificate. The yeah. court uh, court size uh, root root ball on those uh, tomatoes. That is when it's hot like this. That, that's the uh, kind of size you need to have some have yeah. some t- tolerance for, <laughs> so you don't have to water it three times a day because that. Four-inch root root system gives you, or four and a half inch quart size, gives you a, a chance. It's got some reserve there, some soil reserve, some root reserve, and uh, they do real well most of the years. I don't I don't remember ever yeah. losing a four uh, the quart size. Yeah, and that uh, also the uh, you have to uh, if you plant them in containers in a in a well-drained potting mix. You might have to water them every day. Oh yeah, for the first oh I think week yeah. of ten days. How, how often do y'all water these out here in the court? About three, two, two, three Twi- times? twice a day. Twice a day. 
All right. Well, are you ready, sir? I am ready. That means it's time for the Plant of the Weekend. All right, let me bring the plant of the weekend up on Google. What you got? What's the plant? All right, so we get asked for this regularly. And, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, this week's plant of the weekend is actually a pepper plant. Uh-huh. And it's a Peter Pepper. Okay. So, what's, the, what's the nursery rhyme? Just so Peter Piper picked a pepper. 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 That, that one, yes. Yeah, okay. All right, so. Um, I'm checking out your statistic, though, by the way. Okay. okay. So this is a, an unusual pepper. Uh, it's neat, uh, neat shape, and from what I can tell, it's just a little bit hotter than a jalapeno. Um, they they start out green, so I imagine you could eat it green, and then they ripen red. So for you folks that are really paying attention to this type of stuff, let's see. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, wait a minute now. Something's okay. I'm, I don't know if I can trust Google now. So a. Uh, Jalapeno has a Schofield unit of 3,500 to 8,000. The Peter Pepper has a Schofield unit of 10,000 to 23,000 SHU. So that would seem like um, well, almost uh, 10 times as hot. Well, but the, the uh, hottest jalapeno and the coolest Peter Pe- Piper Pepper uh, are right close, 8,500 to yeah, that's that's a, true. You're right. The hottest and the lowest on the. That's so. Why did you say it's an unusual pepper? You can just ignore it's, it's and just, just one, keep it's moving. It's just a variety that everybody asks for regularly. Why? Uh, because it's an unusual pepper, and I think they want to say the nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So we got them for six ninety nine. We do. Don't you think our audience got, is old, uh, mature enough to handle the? Uh, we'll let them shape do. of the Peter Pepper. We will let them determine uh, that. They for can themselves. Google it and, yes. uh, <laughs> and make their determination for themselves. There you go. Does it do? Does it uh, Google? Did oh you, yeah, he's got yeah. pictures of it, it up now. right now. That's where we got the Scoville units from. Does it have a pepper pictured on there? It does. Uh huh. Yeah. Best known for its unusual shape. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's a type of capsaicum anum, 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 yeah, anum, anum. Although it's not officially recognized, this is a course from Wikipedia as a cultivar of the species. It occurs what? in red and yellow varieties. So it's kind of like the, uh, well, the red and yellow and uh, green all appear it's a at the rogue. same time. Yeah, so well, I did hear uh, heirloom mentioned earlier. Oh yeah, it says it's an heirloom chili pepper. So uh, yeah, so six ninety nine. How many do we have? Uh, Forty five, I believe. Oh okay. my goodness! I know you need to go, but uh, how are we doing on the Victoria red grapes? Uh, there were still some, but okay. I don't remember how many? Okay, I was telling somebody else about that over the weekend, so they may come and may already come. They were real excited about about growing grapes and having success, and that comes in a how big with its own they little. They were um, like a three gallon trellis. Yeah, with a trellis. Thank you. And then what else did we have uh, that was kind can, of unusual? Can you get them in uh, circumcised versus uncircumcised pepper He's going variety? back to the pepper. We're, we're uh, talking grapes already. Yeah, we're, we're moving on to the grapes now. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered. Um, I do not know. It's a, you're, you're the horticultural guy. Oh, you okay. should know this. Okay. All right. So grapes and then uh, 
We, of course, got the uh, the uh, Pride of Barbados on sale, which around town are just yeah, fireworks display. Uh, but do you have the pink one, too? Uh, there's still a handful of one-gallon ones left. Okay. And anything else rare and unusual that we uh, pointed out last? Um, let's see. I got some root beer plant in. Oh, cool. Which we hadn't had in a while. Uh, artillery fern. That was something that we got in that, that you just don't see it very often anymore. This well, what it called? Artillery fern. Oh, okay. I'll have to look that up. And let's remind everybody, too, that the the plants uh, are all-star nectar source plants, misflower, porterweed, zinnias, and uh, what else? What's the other one that I'm missing there, Jerry? Misflower, zinnias, porterweed. Oh, milkweeds. Got milkweeds here, too. Yeah, right. right. Number of milkweeds. And then the lantanas and and salvias in in the uh, once we get past midsummer they they always kind of move to the forefront. The other thing is that is that duranta still on sale? Yeah, yeah. Duranta is another one in the fall that is a all star nectar source for butterflies and hummingbirds. Blooms in the summer and has those uh, uh, fruit yellow be- heavy yellow berries in the fall. Yeah. I never. Uh, I always kind of expected it to be more a favorite of uh, the birds, but they don't usually get to it. Yeah, later. Till later. Late, till later. Yeah. yeah later. Your purslane is on sale. Purslane. Is that what you're talking about? With no. There was edible. That. Purslane. What were you talking about? That was edible. Yeah, a purslane. Okay. There's portulaca, purslane, vinca. They're all on sale. Two eighty-eight. You know the birds. Birds eat at the those foliage. Oh, is that right? Purslane and uh, yeah, uh, especially if there's not a lot. Uh, notice this. Uh, we put a lot more bird baths on our both sides of our house, and there's a lot less harvesting of uh, moss rose foliage and huh. purslane foliage. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know. You know, it's only been this one year that we've seen this difference, but uh, it's really kind of neat not to have to. Replace them, you know, not have a, all the all those leaves picked off. Which, yeah, well, which I think they were just they were using as a uh, moisture source. Personally, it's a good plant. And, all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and toll free it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. How are your hummingbirds doing? They're doing fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lots of action. The uh, young of the year, most of them are uh, off the nest, so the so the their parents are less uh, territorial, and the young are uh, going on the uh, coming to the hummingbird feeders. And I was just looking; uh, we got lots of uh, uh, nice-looking uh, containers with uh, firebush with mm-hmm. blooms. So if you want to bring uh, the hummingbirds onto your patio. Of course, the feeders bring them onto the patio, but the firebush penta, if you've got a shady patio, penta is a, almost as good as firebush. Uh, put them in a container, a uh, three-gallon container, and uh, firebush just keeps, you can grow it th- there every year. Yeah. And it just uh, it's a, it makes a, it's a, kind of a strange thing. It makes a nice globe. In a container, and a disciplined grower 
Yeah. And then you put it outside in the soil where it's got lots of room for roots. <laughs> it gets huge. Yeah. So you got it. It's a versatile plant. You can use it a couple different ways. And we've got hummingbird feeders here too, right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. So um, Millburgers now has a big birding uh, section here with uh, uh, bird feeders, bird houses, seed, and all kinds of good stuff. Um, so uh, if you're on your way to get plants, plus the uh, the staff here can help you to find plants that are bird friendly as well and um, hummingbird friendly. Uh, so if Calvin, you can go with the list that Calvin gave, and there's other choices, too, depending on what your yard has. So 210-308-8867 is the number to call to be a part of the show, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We need our guy from Michigan to call. I think he was from Michigan. I'm forgetting. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who used to listen here, and now he listens every weekend to Michigan. Why? What was, remind me, what he what, what did he he was just calling with a question oh. and a comment, and he said, yeah, I'm calling you from Michigan. I was like, wow. <laughs> and then we turned out, he listened to the uh, show. And uh, I think this is a, a shout-out to, uh, I think I'm trying to remember her first name. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin it. I wrote it down, and then I lost it, so I'll have to do it. But she works over at Ansira, and I was visiting with her. I think her name is Betty Carter. And uh, she, uh, she, I had to say my name, and she was like, I listen to y'all's show every weekend. So she's growing stuff, and uh, she <laughs> likes uh, our advice and enjoys the show. So Good. if I have Betty, I hope I have your name right. I'm so sorry if I don't. But, yeah, she's Did a Did you buy a new car? Uh, no. Oh. No, no. Just, I was picking up something. But 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What you got there? I, I was looking at Calvin's article and Neil's article, and uh, uh, Calvin talks about, uh, gives another plug for the spider mites <laughs> in his article on tomatoes. And, uh, I've been, I'm getting, as, as you would guess, I'm getting uh, several responses. My tomato plants are still blooming and are setting fruit. I yeah. just, how long can I keep them and <laughs> before I lose a chance to have a fall crop? Yeah. And I, I'm saying that... That's why people wait yeah. later to plant. I'm saying definitely don't wait any later in August, middle of August, but if you wait that long even, you probably better... You, you want to get one of those fast-producing tomatoes and you want to look for some large specimens but now would be better get your uh these quart size specimens and get them in and get them in either a, a container to let them grow some in a cooler place or i'm going to go ahead and plant mine yeah yeah well in these larger containers four and a half inch oh uh, they'd be all right but uh are you still it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be hot this this week all this week in the 90s how about close this? to 100 you so know, that, the, that's good spider mite breeding yeah. weather, oh. reproduction weather. Just to the uh, east of us in Louisiana, um, Arkansas, they're having all the, that heavy rainfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not even, I mean, we're not even seeing any of it in our forecast. So no, and Barry is about to hit, or has hit, uh, Louisiana. I think it actually has hit. So it'll, 
And is it I a think, hurricane now? Yeah, it's, yeah, it was supposed to hit, be a hurricane when it, it came yeah. ashore. I think even Houston is getting some of the uh, bans from is it? it. Yeah. Hmm. But, but it, anyway, we're we're going to be hot and dry, and that's uh, ideal spider mite uh, oh, okay. spreading uh, weather. And uh, again, again, Calvin mentions it in his article, uh, and uh, talks about uh, starting over. When you start over with the new plants in the fall, you can uh, uh, try to uh, try to uh, uh, control the spider mite population by using uh, uh, two tablespoons of seaweed extract in one gallon of water. And spray it under the leaves once per week. That's before they get started. <laughs> and what that does is uh, slow their uh, reproductive cycle down. Yeah, and we're talking about a fast crop here. Yeah. Uh, our tomato crops are relatively fast. So we, it, uh, you know, and we're also talking about, I think it'll get cooler this fall. <laughs> we're talking about the weather getting cooler. So you want to, right. you just want to slow that. Uh, spider mite reproduction down and keep it under control until we can get a, a crop uh, produced. Beat the freeze and yeah, and resist the spider mites. Remember the uh, when the temperatures are over ninety degrees, the spider mite population doubles every three days. Are they the ones that are born pregnant, or is that something else? <laughs> That's aphids. Okay, <laughs> close. Milton. Okay. Uh, but uh, if you if you don't know if you've got spider mites or not, uh, Calvin hasn't published a picture of a spider mite yet. No, but I I put it on plantanswers.com. How did uh, you get it to stand still for so long? Uh, <laughs> did well, you, did you whisper to it? A group group picture. Oh, okay. They're in a group, but uh, <laughs> I don't have any pictures of individual mites. But uh, you found you found a good location. Uh, yeah, I started to link that to my article. Where was it from? I know it was on YouTube. If you do spider mites, yeah. you can see it. But that got some spectacular close-ups of mites. Okay, and oh, oh, here I can... even breeding mites. Next, wow, next... <laughs> that's mighty small. Yeah, next, <laughs> next thing you can look for. Cockroach pictures, uh, <laughs> but uh, English sparrows. So, is there any? Yeah, is there any real advantage to me knowing what they look like other than curiosity? No, no. Okay. Well, you know, you will soon know that you have them if you've got them. Because, yeah. Because of the symptoms. Yeah, but what? And I've got pictures of the symptoms on plantanswers.com under the uh, uh, topics of the month uh, in red. There's the Jerry so, uh, there, on the front an, page. There's another one of our good uh, hot weather bloomers, the Theralis. Well, yeah. Hey, we got Ann on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ann. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay, Milton. Doing okay. Uh, I have good. a question about a fire, fire bush. Uh, I guess I've had it about six years and really, it's only bloom one time. You know, it was real big, huge, and beautiful blooms. But other it's than in that, the shade. It's, it's in the shade. Um, it's kind of well. It's kind of oh, is that what it is? It's half and half. <laughs> it's that's half the and only half. thing that that's the only thing that'll cause a oh. firebush not to bloom. 
It's kind of weird it? that it only got real big that one time and, and bloom. I mean, but right now it's it's about three three feet or two. I mean, it, it's healthy and green, so that's what it is. It, it needs more sun. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, they're they okay. sorry. They just don't. Tolerate okay, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to move it because it's been there so long. And there's a big oh. tree, um, like a um, what do you call it? Uh, an acorn tree. You know, oh, kind tree, of yeah. Uh, in, yeah, in a distance. You know, and I guess maybe the branches. They always try to trim the branches, but so no, that I've got, there's not. Uh, any, I've got some some that uh, firebush and some. Uh, Point Sienna, uh, uh-huh. that that were that were originally in full sun, and now now they're under <laughs> under the uh, oak trees have grown over. Yeah, and I can't even re- hardly recognize them. You know, they the, the oh. firebush doesn't have any red on the leaves. Right, it's just green. But they're they're kind of leggy and growing, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah, the pride of Barbados does the same thing. Well, yeah, they're there, they're real there, easy. There, there to, is no the, red; it's just green. I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah, they're real oh. easy to to move. Uh, oh, they are. In, in oh. the fall, in the in the winter, uh-huh. just cut them back to the ground. You know okay. the 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 tops die back every year. Right. Yeah. Just cut them cut them down to the ground. Uh huh. And then uh, dig up that root ball. Okay. Uh, dig, dig it uh, a little uh, as much as you can. Yeah, it doesn't you don't have to be over yeah, the fussy. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be like a tree. Okay. But, uh, so, and then so put it uh, in a. Other, okay, other than that, there's not anything that I can put on there so it can, you know, maybe get bigger and bloom, or just, just a, but it's just sun, like you're saying. Yes, ma'am. If you want something, if you want something that'll bloom in the shade where that firebush is, uh, put a fire spike, a plant called fire spike, in there. Oh, oh, what 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 kind of It blooms red in the shade. Oh, it does. Oh, I've I've never heard of that. Fire spike? That's what you said. Fire spike. Fire spike. A fire fire bush is one of those that we rarely fertilize. I guess we oh. could fertilize it, but fire spike. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Good luck. Okay. All right then. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. You're thank welcome. you. Thanks for calling, Ann. You take care. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Here's the big news. The fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant, but to have the most success, you need to plant varieties that are recommended for this area that are time-tested. And Millburgers has those varieties because they want you to have the most success with your fall tomatoes. These include varieties like Celebrity or this year's Rodeo Tomato, HM8849, or the Texas Superstar Tomatoes, which include Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise. They're just $1.99 in the 4.5-inch pot.
Another Texas superstar Millburgers is featuring this week is the Penta. They're highly heat and pest tolerant, low maintenance, a bloomer that comes in assorted colors. They attract hummingbirds and butterflies, and they're on a great sale price for $3.88 in the one-gallon container. This week you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. You see it blooming all around town? Come get it at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Did you know that there have been over 17,000 murders in Mexico in the first six months of 2019? That's an average of 94 murders per day. Join us with our special guest, border crime expert Jason Jones, as he explains the dangerous situation across the border and what it means to our safety in Texas and the United States. Listen to El Conservador with George Rodriguez on Saturday at 2 p.m. Central on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national Investor of the Year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com to access our free live training event schedule. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. The media and Democrat attacks on President Trump are about to go into hyperdrive. If you thought they're bad now, wait until fall when people are back from vacation and school starts. Whatever you think of the president's character, language and behavior, his policies are working. Is that a sufficient trade-off for most conservatives and especially evangelicals? It seems so. Should it? That's a question each individual will have to answer. Some of my colleagues believe Trump's character and behavior are disqualifying, but they have no replacement who can win and continue to improve the economy, keep unemployment and taxes low, and name conservative judges to the courts. What Republican with a demeanor these critics like could do as well as President Trump? The answer is none. Trump is pushing back against the elites who have caused harm to the country. If nothing else, and there is much else, he deserves credit for that. As of now, Democrats have no one who can beat him, but the left will continue to pound and pound away until Election Day and long after that if he wins a second term. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Melberger's Garden, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 
67. All those lines are open, so you can call right now and get in, and we'll be happy to answer your question. Yeah. So give us a call, 210-308-8867. Neil Spears' article or question and answer has some interesting questions and answers, Hmm. a lot of which we get here. Uh, Somebody sent him a picture, said, I'm not sure if this is takeoff root rot or not. We have lots of trees and shade. See, that's a tip-off. We're getting the trees trimmed. It's not going to do much good. Uh, Later this month or in August, our yard looks sick, (laughs) while others are lush and lovely. Oh. What can you suggest? (laughs) And... uh, Neil says, uh, I don't want to suggest anything until we, we're a lot more certain of the call. In my many years of getting variations of this same question, most of the time it's been associated with excessive shade. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, I, I don't... In the past, I don't think he's been as quick to admit that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I mean, he, he was... Uh, Look for other causes a lot more than he does now. I think, yeah. of, course, of course, as the years progress and the trees get bigger and they get yeah they get thicker and uh, more and more shade is the factor. It just even our even San Augustine grass is not absolutely shade tolerant. I've got uh, under my trees, my oak trees. I have the uh, I have a pretty good looking lawn out in the in the middle of the lawn where it gets sun, but in the shade, I've let the Asian jasmine grow there uh, underneath the trees and mow it like a like a. Uh, but he he recommends uh, use some type of south shade tolerant ground cover. Uh, which Asiatic jasmine is? Yeah, yeah. Which Asiatic jasmine is? So, and uh, don't forget my root sprouts. They're oh, they're they're, they're next to the trees too. Your live oak sprouts. live oak li- root sprouts yeah. that we keep cutting off, and no matter Boys. how much water they get, don't get or whatever, they never will melt. This through. is a perf- been a perfect year for our the the summer. Uh, for our um, straggler daisy, oh yeah, horse herb, yeah, yeah, it's really grown up a storm. Hey, we got Nick on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Nick, what's going on? How can we help you? Uh, yes, sir. I recently was at a box store and uh, I found a plant, real pretty bloom on it, uh, Ix Aura, I believe. What is it? I X O R A or Xora. Yeah. 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 Well, I like I said, real pretty bloom. I brought it home, planted it, and deer love it. So uh I just want to know is it worth planting around here? Will it survive or, or in this you know, area? So the the deer got and you, the deer got it. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, will it is it worth buying more? I'm gonna put a fence up eventually, but is it worth buying more when they 
survive in this I, environment down here? I I think they're not overly comfortable when you th- when you think of uh, how good they look and you think of how few are in in landscapes. But mm. uh, I've seen some. Uh, Jerry, are they one of the morning sun plants? Morning sun afternoon shade, yeah. Yeah. So, but I but I I think they're temperamental. I think you got to watch the water so it's not too much water, and uh, maybe we can get on a somebody that grows them. You can give us an account of what yeah. what uh, give us a report on exhort. Yeah, or do you do you have a feel for them, Jerry? Yeah, that's what you said, about right. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. So it's not not an easy thing to grow, and but people can do it. You just have to uh, keep on top of it. Um, okay. We we would not de- describe it, uh, recommend it as a plant for the uh, <laughs> zero scape low water use landscape, right? Where right. Uh, didn't didn't need much attention. But let's okay. see, let's see if anybody else has got, in the audience has got an opinion of it. Oh, West Indian jasmine is another name. Okay, okay cool. Thank I've you, Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's that? Well, I think the plant is called Palm of the Nile. It's got the long stem with a purple plant, a purple bloom on, on the end of it. Hmm. Anyway. It's called it, what? It, it, Palm a plant. The- Palm of the Nile or Nile of the Palm. It, it's oh, uh, oh, Palm of the Nile. Long, long stem, and it's got a purple flower on the end of it with a bunch of uh, growth at the base. I'm not familiar with that plant. Have you been shopping at the flea market with Lisa? No, I bought the Palm of the Nile there at, in Millburgers. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> They're not, all over this subdivision that I'm out here in, and the deer don't not, bother it. I plant. I planted it's not like the agapanthus or something. I, I don't know if he's. Is that there? Is there another name for it, Nate? Ag, it's not agapanthus or anything like that. Well, we'll do some research when uh, Trace comes up and visits yeah. with us again. Okay, I probably got the name wrong, but that's what I thought it said. Well, you know, you maybe got one of the names. There's probably yeah, there may be a number of them that some are more familiar to us than others. But okay. we'll see what we All can right. find out. Thanks, sir. All right, you take you. care. Bye, Nick. All right, that'll free up a line. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to get you caught up with the news in just a second. In the meantime, with your gardening questions, call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bulverde Road. Uh, great bonsai class today. Got the gardening volunteers of South Texas Gardening Essentials class coming up uh, on Monday. Go to millburgernursery.com for more info, and we'll be right back. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Come by, uh, enjoy the nursery, ask a gardening question in person. We'll be happy to help you. You don't even have to be on the air if you don't want to. It's okay. What? I know. I've softened. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, come on by and just ask your gardening questions to the guys. 
we'll, we'll, we'll ask you to be on the air, but you don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> we, uh, can we remind everybody about the Guadalupe County Master Gardeners training? No. No. Oh. Yeah, sure <laughs> can. When, uh, when yeah. has he asked us before? <laughs> I just thought uh, he's trying to trying to be more polite. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Uh, yes, please tell us uh, about the, that. Tra- the training starts July 30th, and it's every Tuesday from 1 to 5 p.m. until November 19th, uh, and it's going to be in uh, Cibolo, so that makes it pretty convenient for a lot of Bear County residents, along with the Guadalupe County residents and uh, other counties too in the in the region. So. If you always wanted to attend a Master Gardener training, you might want to uh, check this one out. The registration deadline is Ju- July 19 of this year, two, 2019. What's that? It's another end of the next week. Uh, of course, there is a there is a fee, $210 for the Master Gardener training, uh, but it's great training, and being a Master Gardener is a, a pretty exciting uh, way to uh, sp- do some volunteering. You learn a lot about horticulture. You get involved in uh, really important uh, projects for your uh, community. Have a lot of fun. Learn a lot. Yeah. So uh, you might want to consider that. If you want more information, uh, you can go to GuadalupeCountyMasterGardeners.org. GuadalupeCountyMasterGardeners.org. Or you can call Karen Ulrich. And her number is 210 Four two two, fifteen ninety four. Okay, what is it again? Two ten. Four two two, four two two, nine four. What was the last four? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, what were the last four? One five nine four. All right, I'm sending that back to the station. Okay. So uh, Al will have that, and one five nine four. And so if you wanted to call, and you didn't get it, Al's got it back at the station along with the video link to the uh, spider mites. Cool. All right. And, of course, don't forget on uh, uh, next Monday, this Monday coming up, uh, 9.30 to noon 30, uh, we've got the uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas doing their Gardening Essentials class here. Uh, So it's a great way to introduce yourself to the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. It's going to be a tour and uh, history and information from uh, Claudette and Mary about Millburgers, about the uh, Butterfly Garden, about landscapes, about uh, care and the heat. And everybody who comes will be given a $10 Millburgers gift certificate uh, who attends the GVST Gardening Essentials class. Which is only valid that day. Yeah, just valid that day. Thank you. July 15th. Yep. So that's Monday. It's going to be a big success. So come on out and be a part of the fun. And it's great to... Uh I uh, use it for uh, fall tomatoes or, <laughs> or for uh, the uh, components of your own butterfly garden there in your yeah. landscape. They're gonna, one of the emphasis is going to be on the Milberger Certified Butterfly Garden. Uh, so you'll learn a lot about it. Speaking of butterflies, so Laura was out in the garden and saw a big black butterfly. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it was, she said it was about the size of her hand. Yeah. She said she saw them a similar butterfly one time, not quite as big, and it had the uh, iridescent blue as yeah. part of it, but this one didn't have the blue. Hmm. Yeah. It's a female. There's three. You're just making that up. There's, <laughs> there's three of them that uh, there's, 
There's the black uh, swallowtail. Yeah, that's what she saw. And then the, there's a pipe, oh. pipe vine swallowtail is usually the one that's got that glowing blue. Okay. But then the, one of the uh, one of the uh, giant swallowtail versions, in fact, a female version, is, oh, is dark Jerry like was right. that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna look that so up. It could be any of those uh, those three. But uh, did yeah. you catch it or no? She did not whisper to her. She did neither. She did just she just enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. If that's the way she's gonna be, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, there's the black swallowtail, but that has the blue on it. You're right. Now then, if you look up uh, the uh, giant swallowtail, you'll probably get a. There's a. They, they're mostly, uh, mostly yellow with the black bars yeah. and very large. Uh, but I think one of the versions, uh, one one of the female females, has the uh, black coloring. I do think one of our cats is missing. You don't think that the butterfly got the cat, do you? You don't have any West Highland Terriers. There, <laughs> <do you? laughs> no. <laughs> or coyotes. Or coyotes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Did you look up giants? Well, yeah. So I see the yellow and the black, which is beautiful butterfly. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm not seeing just the the, the black. Black, black virgin. Yeah. But I'll, I'm going to keep looking. Yeah. I found a, I found an error in Calvin's article. Oh. This that, week in the garden. That must make you happy. I hate to tell you. Did maybe you? it was a type over. Maybe, type. maybe put it in there just to see if you were reading it. He says, <laughs> he says, if you had lace wings and fetch your lantanas last summer, what he meant to say lace was bugs. lace bugs. Oh. Lace wings are... are Predators. Benefiting. Oh, Okay. Well, I'm sure that was a typo. You, well, no, paper. you know, you know what? That sounds uh, like spell check to me. No, yeah, no, you spell check wouldn't catch it. But you, I'm trying to help you. you. No, <laughs> it's easy. You just blame the editor. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, you know, lace, but, but I, anyway, I we definitely would may remember lace bugs. Okay, <laughs> I was going to mention that uh, lace bugs are taking the color. They take the color out of the foliage of. Uh, they do sycamores and baroques and pyracanthus, Boston ivy, uh, sinisa. They resemble the damage uh, they do resembles uh, spider mites. Spider mites, yeah. even yeah. yeah, all those sucking insects. Yeah, too. they do. And uh, of course, it gets even worse with spider mites. I think we could make the statement that if you've got new gold antenna and it's not blooming. You've got lace bug. Probably. Yeah. Oh. Now, and, and a lot of the new gold looks good. If you got new gold, it still looks good. Uh, and in the in past years, you've had right. lace bug damage. I I would, I, I think I'd try some spinosad and just and spray it, see if you can uh, intercept the uh, damage that occurs. Because so, it'll, it'll come up on your, your patch suddenly. Yeah. Now the some people hesitate. It's a, it's always a dilemma because you uh, you know you, you if you don't if you don't have the flowers you don't have nectar for butterflies. Right. If you spray, you <laughs> may you may uh, do some damage to the butterflies too. So you you can't win. So have lots of different uh, 
blooms available in your yard. Hey, Greg is on the line at 210-308-8867. Greg has an answer and a question. Okay. Hi, Greg. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Thank you. Happy Saturday. The Happy Saturday to you. About the, uh, he called it a palm of the Nile. I believe that's the lily of the Nile, and you mentioned it was the agapanthus. Yes. And well, I didn't know. The, I, that's what I was guessing. Dark is it? butterfly. I, I think the female tiger is a dark, uh, is dark. Like oh, is it? Okay. Like kind of the giant. Cool. Yeah, one of my question are... is, red buckeye. I got red buckeye a few years ago. It told me it was indigenous to this area, but it starts off really well, and then right about now it just peters out. I've got it under the canopy of oaks. I've got two of them. I wanted the color. Um, should those do well in this area? Well, the Mexican buckeye does very well, and then there's right. uh, and then there's uh, a, a yellow and a red. They usually do pretty well, but they do pe- they do peter out. I mean, my uh, Mexican buckeye, I've got a really large patch of it underneath uh, hackberries, mm-hmm. and it looks kind of like just a dead, <laughs> a dead brush pile right now. <laughs> but, oh, really? Yeah, but there, but during the Spring, of course, it's pretty spectacular. The, yeah. the, the blooms and the foliage okay. and everything. Okay. But yeah. But I, you know, and, and I wouldn't think this would be a challenging year for it. I think the t- well-timed rains. Is it? How long has it been in? I'm sorry. I think it's my third year. I've oh, tried yeah. to water more and then water less, trying to see what it. I think it likes yeah. the water, though, right? Yeah, I mean it, it certainly will respond to the to the water. But uh, okay, one of but the your Mexican starts to peter out right now this time of year. Yeah, it just it doesn't. It's not very noticeable other than brushy stalks. Yeah, and I know I don't. I never water it. I mean that was in the landscape when I moved in, and it's hmm. just continues to. Yeah, you, every once in a while, it's uh, I go through and get some of the dead stems out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, right. it's a, it's a ni- oh. nice understory plant. Are you familiar with another understory, a rough leaf dogwood? Yeah, we got it here at Millburgers growing. In fact, it, I've got one. I wanted more blossoms out of it. It's got significant shade. It's under some big oaks, but I know it's not as spectacular as a typical dogwood is. But yeah, uh, is there any way to get better floral or better flowers from it? Uh, how much shade is it in? Uh, pretty much 24 all the time, all day. I think that that might be the might be the issue. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't compare to the the other dogwoods in terms of uh, blooms. You might you might have uh, Claudette yes. on the, yes. on the rough on the rough leaf dogwood. Uh, how much? shade can it is it a full shade or can it does it do better blooming on a little bit of sun it's going to need some sun to bloom i'd probably give it you know five hours or so okay so he's got oh, it wow. under it's it's all shade now so yeah i mean i think it would yeah. grow just fine it would work good as an understory it just isn't going to bloom very nicely that's Correct. what she's got that you've got then can okay. you uh I, I guess you could transplant a few pieces into the sun to get some more bloom out of it i'm gradually moving the tree line up I get rid of the lower sucker growth, and I get some filtered light in. But 
Cool. That gives me an idea. Sounds like you got Thanks a pretty so interesting uh, Thanks, landscape. Greg. Yeah, that'll definitely help, though, to thin the trees out. You take care, care Greg. Thanks so much for calling. Thanks. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You've heard us when we've talked about the gardening essentials class coming up on Monday at 930 in the morning to 1230. You've heard us mention that Mary and Claudette will be uh, conducting the uh, the Millburgers part. Well, we uh, poor Claudette walked by, so we said, "Hey, come talk to us and tell us what's going on on Monday." So, what are we going to be doing, Claudette? That's going to be a pretty special event. We're going to try to come up with some ideas on how to heat, beat the heat and um, you know still do some summertime gardening. Um, and then, of course, we're going to uh, we're going to talk about our butterfly garden, and we'll take a walking tour through that and through the rest of the nursery to, to just get everybody familiar with everything that we do but the main thing will be you know how we can continue to garden which we enjoy doing but even when it's hot outside yeah and then on the butterfly which i thought was interesting you're going to talk about the successes as well as you know mistakes that were made along the way so that people don't make those mistakes too Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a lot of things as far as, you know, thinning plants out and trying to keep an organized-looking butterfly garden is, is challenging a little bit, but, you know, there's ways to do that. And then, um, and then of course, swapping out plants to have some of the correct plants for the other seasons, too, so it's a year-round thing, That's not a, just yeah. the summertime. Are you going to talk about the salt marsh uh, in, invasion? Absolutely, yes. That was that was something we learned rather quickly this spring. We Yeah, they were going to eat all the butterfly food. <laughs> yeah, we had to, had to organize a line of... Uh, Volunteers and staff people with with big sticks to beat off those salt marsh caterpillars. At first, you get all excited. You see them in there. Oh, look, look, there's caterpillars. And then pretty soon, everything's disappearing. And you're like, wait a minute, there's going to be other caterpillars. They can't eat it all. Yeah, well, and we we always, when in our presentations, we always give the, uh, you know, these these uh, butterflies are really fussy about where they lay their eggs in there. Caterpillars will only eat certain plants, exactly. and those salt, salt marsh caterpillars ate whatever was in their way. I mean, everything. milkweed, everything. So they were, they were uh, quite a story. But it's in- interesting. It's a, it is a, an inter- interesting experience that people. Um, if you do have a, a butterfly garden, you might you might experience it yourself. Yeah, it's really really fun too because I'm you know it's not just the butterflies. I've, I'm having a blast watching. I mean, lots and lots of hummingbirds in there this you know time of year, and you know lots of bees and other activity too. So you know it's not just the the butterflies that like the garden. It's all the other critters. And you're going to give a tour of the nursery. Talk yes. a little bit about the history. Are you doing the? Uh, the grass plots? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about drought tolerance and selection so that people can, you know, use their water wisely when they're doing their, their grass even in their landscapes. Very cool. So it's uh, uh, for more information, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, and uh, you'll find out more that's free. It's this Monday, so not tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow, uh, here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a great way to introduce yourself to... Uh, the uh, GVST and the Millburgers, and to thank you for doing both. Millburgers is going to give you one $10 gift certificate to Millburgers to be handed out to each person who attends, and it's valid that day. And there's lots of good stuff they could get with that certificate. So, Yeah, lots of question and answer and that kind of stuff, too. So, you know, if you just need some questions answered, come see us. Very cool. What kind of questions are folks coming in yeah. with? Uh, well, right now it's good. mostly going to center around watering and things like that. I mean, we've, we've gotten hot and dry all of a sudden, and things are showing yeah. the stress of that. But so, mo- for the most part, I think that's where we're at right now. It's just adjusting our water and um, 
you know, not always throwing water on a hot plant, just thirsty ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> huh. And the difference is, or should they wait till Monday? Uh, well, no, no. I mean, I, I, it's key this time of year to water your plants in the morning. I mean, at any time of the year. But, you know, in the morning, you can see whether a plant is really thirsty or if it was just hot the day before. Because a lot of times things will perk up and they'll look just fine in the morning and we can skip a day of watering. But if they're still wilty in the morning, then, then they're truly thirsty and they need a drink. There you go. Cool. Thanks, Claudette. Sure. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Here's the big news. The fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant, but to have the most success, you need to plant varieties that are recommended for this area that are time-tested. And Millburgers has those varieties because they want you to have the most success with your fall tomatoes. These include varieties like Celebrity or this year's Rodeo Tomato, HM8849, or the Texas Superstar Tomatoes, which include Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise. They're just $1.99 in the 4.5-inch pot. Another Texas Superstar Millburgers is featuring this week is the Penta. They're highly heat and pest tolerant, low maintenance, a bloomer that comes in assorted colors. They attract hummingbirds and butterflies, and they're on a great sale price for three eighty eight in the one-gallon container. This week you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. You see it blooming all around town? Come get it at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's only two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. Your life is an important one. Here at 930 AM, The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. 
Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. It was the heat of the moment Telling me what my heart meant The heat of the moment Welcome back to Milberger's Bar in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, introduce yourself, sir. You were the person that ran the uh, Alfred, if you will. Yeah. My name's Alfred Lopez, and I taught a bonsai class. Yeah, you had nice turnout. Everybody seemed to. We saw some of the bonsai uh, as folks were shopping. So, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about uh, what goes into that, and if it's <coughs> is it as difficult as it seems? What's the hardest part? Maybe it's a better way to ask. Uh, the hardest part about bonsai is realizing it's not just a house plant. Uh, raising bonsai is like raising a puppy all its life. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you got to give it the attention, um, especially in the high heat of summer. It's watering every day. Uh, probably next month I'll go to watering twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. Uh, not that the plants can't take it, but it's just the conditions of bonsai, the well-draining soil, shallow pots. Hence, they need to be watered twice a day in this high heat. Okay. See, an even more severe situation than our... We talk about container plants and then this right, kind of right. limit, well, limited reservoir. And yep, yep. And with bonsai, since it's people want the shallower pots, it requires more attention and focus on uh, your watering conditions, your regular fertilizing to feed them, and knowing the right time of year when to work on what tree. And what is that in front of us? What tree did you? Is that a hackberry? No, sir. That's a, a Chinese elm that I. Oh, Chinese. I elm. purchased it. It was probably five years old, and at the, the stump where the two branches, main branches, branch off of it, I air layered the top off and created a different tree, and then I was left with this stump, and I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? So I started developing it, and 18 years later, I have this Chinese style, penjing, which is a Chinese <laughs> elm. Okay. Now, uh, when folks so folks took the class, and I'm guessing for the most part, uh, and it's a very popular class they do each year here at Millburgers, but for the most part, 
They've probably never done this before. <laughs> They've never done it, and they're timid to cut. Oh, is that right? So I'll get in there, and as my old bonsai teacher used to call me, you butcher. <laughs> I get in there, and I, so I tell everybody, as I get to their tree, it's like, okay, deep breath. <laughs> I go in there, chop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it's to go from a basically a garden potted plant to its beginning start as a bonsai. So it's doing that technical creative work. And how did you get started in all this? I bought one. Oh, really? And then <laughs> my, said, I want to do this? I saw one and it's like, hey, that's cool. I want it. And then I realized, okay, now you own it. You've got to take care oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Bonsai, bonsai becomes kind of like the when you start an aquarium. I want this fish. Now I want that fish. I want one that's green. I want one that flowers. I want one that fruits. I want one that looks like a pine tree. I want one that does this. So before you know it, you go from one bonsai to 20 bonsai to, at one point, I was up to about 150 bonsai. My goodness. And did you get all of your things that you wanted? One that fruits, one that's... Uh... I did. I do. And uh, over the years and time, I've uh, some people have decided that they needed to own it more than me. So we made a bargain and they uh-huh. made a deal. And uh, I- I've gone... I've had fun growing all the different bonsai that I've had, and now I'm growing the bonsai that I want. So uh, I'm getting to the specifics of being able to give it the time, focus, and attention needed for each particular species uh, so I can really focus on having a nice tree. So, Milton, is you still alive? All right, 210-308-8867 is our phone number. No. Milton took the class about two or three years ago. Yeah, and it did did last for... uh, Two or three weeks? uh, Well, at least. No, it lasted Uh. for months, but then, yeah, it just... It was was a juniper, and then... I'm not sure I was. I think the issue was watering it. I don't think I really appreciated how often... It was outside, but... Yeah. I really, really, I would love to teach a class because I, I, my teacher and myself, we specialized in, we were tired of going to state and national conventions and hearing people saying, oh, Texas, you can't grow anything but cactus there. And there's really? so many native species that make beautiful bonsai. My favorite is the Texas persimmon and the Texas ebony. They make fantastic bonsai if people would just look to their own backyard rather than getting these need heavy care oh. exotics all right so what's what's the definition i i sort of think of and i realize now listening to you that i'm not pronouncing it correctly so the uh bonsai which i think now i'm saying it right right uh what makes a plant bonsai okay yep good good question because bonsai there's no such thing as a bonsai tree Bonsai is an art form, and it's the form of dwarfing a tree. The true technical word is uh, knowing how to manipulate and work the roots so that you can dwarf the tree. The top half is more decorative. It's the, the miniaturization is knowing how to work the roots and when to work the roots so that you can reduce the size of that tree. But you can bonsai almost anything. The only things you can't do here in Texas would be a southern magnolia. Leaf is far too big. Oh, yeah. And you can't do a pecan tree because of the compound pinnate leaf. It just, it won't reduce. So you'll have a small tree. Have you tried? I'm just uh, curious. (laughs) This is from experience or someone told you that and you just trusted them. The 
the one that uh, a bonsai nursery that doesn't exist anymore, the, the owner of that said, you can never bonsai uh, an American hornbeam. Um, I had a beautiful one. Is that right? <laughs> and wow. every time he'd see it, he'd just look at me and glare. <laughs> but yeah, there are a lot of trees that, that there's so much fun. Again, uh, the Texas persimmon, Texas ebony. Uh, Lantana makes beautiful bonsai if I you bet. can dig up that root, that humongous root base that grows on the ground. Oh, yeah. Now, so was there a point? So you mentioned you bought one, learned how to take care of it, and then you said you wanted to do all these different varieties, different styles and stuff. Was there a point that, that you just said, like, you, you took the challenge, you didn't know whether you are going to be able to achieve it, you... You tried to bonsai a blank. You did it, and you said, "Okay, I am I am a bonsaier." <laughs> yeah, it's when the collection got big enough that it's like, "Okay, okay. you're addicted." <laughs> yeah, the best thing I say is buy books. Books okay. will give you the um, the information, but they'll give you more of the inspiration from the pictures that you see. It's like, "Ooh, I want one shaped that way." So you get a tree, it may not be the exact identical tree, but you can shape it in the same style. Um, and that's what's so fun, is the challenge of, can I do it? Now, for folks who came today, uh, who got a taste of it, or, who, or for folks that uh, have, are listening and want to learn more about it, uh, do you teach other places, or um, are there other classes around? Is there a bonsai society? There is a bonsai society. They We meet um, the... The second Thursday of every month at Lion Field off of Broadway. Oh, sure. And Mulberry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone, no matter what their skill level, will feel comfortable? Sure. You can, from novices, we welcome novices on up to people who have been doing it far longer than I have. No, is that right? And, cool. Um, yeah, the, the great thing about the club is you get to see, again, People at all levels, people who uh, then take other people under their wing and start showing them different tricks. And we belong to the state of Texas Bonsai Federation. So every year there's a statewide convention where all the people from all over, not only Texas, but all over the U.S. come and get together and look at some amazing trees and learn, learn, learn. And (laughs) you also mentioned that uh, you had situations with your 150 or so uh, where someone wanted it more than you wanted to keep it. Uh, they yeah. wanted more than you. Do you sell? Uh, I, I don't really. I, I not retail. I um, moved back home and was taking care of my folks. Unfortunately, my dad was dealing with Alzheimer's, and yeah. he would get a little destructive with my trees. Oh. So I, I I had to part okay. with my trees to take care of my folks. But uh, now it's just me, and I've got more time to donate to my bonsai, and it, it's just fun little therapy, my little mm-hmm. world. Very cool. Uh, the Bonsai Society meets at Lions Field um, when? Second Thursday of every month at 7 p.m. Okay, so it just happened, but July will right. be uh, coming up. Yeah. I think it just happened, didn't it? Uh, okay, we'll look, look it up online. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You and you always picture this being very meditative, you know? I, you, uh, it picture, is. It's, it's, is it really? It's calming because, I mean, you've got to realize once you get into the hobby, you're never going to be done. Um, if you're doing it right, these things will definitely outlive you. Wow. Um, but it, it's just something that you get to see them go through all their stages, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Um, you just watch them grow and develop, and you know what time of year to work on which tree. 
and uh, sometimes you get little freebies that shoot out, and mm-hmm. then you, you get got one coming up there. Yeah, I got a little baby little Chinese on popping up there. Very cool. Alfred, thank you so much for coming on. Great job with the class. Alfred Lopez has uh, been our guest. He taught the bonsai class today at here at Millburgers. He was, I think you did it last time, too. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll be here again probably, we hope. Very popular, and and, uh, like I said, we saw people walk back and forth with him. Mine looked like a little longhorn. (laughs) <laughs> and so I thought, okay, that's appropriate. And then yeah, I didn't, I didn't take proper care of it. Milton has never found a plant that would outlive him. You know, you <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's very true. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Alfred. You take care. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. All right. You too. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Scrubby, we lost you, but call us back. 210-308-8867. He didn't mention your trick of... Uh, Dwarfing the plants by not watering them. No, he did not mention that. <laughs> yeah, I tried to. Uh, I tried that to dwarf them. I tried to do that with my uh, grandma's yellow rose for three years. <laughs> I had a dwarf grandma's yellow rose until I started, until I moved it into a pot, until I started feeding it. Now it's no longer a dwarf. <laughs> I bet that idea. He mentioned of lantana. Lantana. I bet that looked really. The pretty. wild one has a. A very extensive, large root yeah. uh, that he was talking about, and it's funny. that you could dig up and uh, dig up on. On the, I'm talking native now. I don't know if uh, New Gold and them have that big a root, but uh, I know the native has because I've tried to dig a native, Ooh. and they they have a, a large, large root. Well, the interesting thing is if you look at he said that was Chinese elm. Is that what he said? Yeah. Uh, the way he's got it done, the top and the bottom are both equally as decorative. Uh, the, the interesting looking. There's your black butterfly with the... Yeah, that's the, with the blue on it. With the blue on it. Yeah, so that's, what is that, a black swallowtail with the blue on it right yeah. there in the uh, lantana, speaking of lantana? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is you want me to go catch it in a new whisper? No, or no, whisper we'll, it so you can take it home? No, no, no. We'll give it a chance. To, oh, okay. Uh, thanks. The, um, let's see. What else was going to say? Oh, the uh, natural, the one that you're talking about, is that the one that has the uh, all the different colors on the um, yeah. bloom? Yeah. Okay. It, it has a... Uh, that would look pretty. Yeah, it does have pretty. Uh, Laura calls it the bar- Barbie bouquet. I, I bet you that it wouldn't... Uh, it'd be easy to transplant. Easy yeah. to start growing. Very cool. We should have asked Alfred. Because you can't kill you can't kill yeah, those I'm, things I'm, just by cutting the root. I'm going to look it up online. What's that? Let's see if there's a bonsai uh, lantana. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guarantee somebody's done it. Oh, I know. Just if there's a picture. Yeah, well, I'm sure he, he has. He mentioned he it. it. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned it. So that's just one of the many different um, classes Millburgers has. Um, so you want to go to millburgernursery.com to keep in touch with all the stuff. Get the newsletter so you don't miss a thing. Trace, what's going on, man? Well, I just came up to do a real quick, uh, this thing here. Yeah, the plant of the weekend, <laughs> the Peter Pepper. Weekend. Yes, Peter Pepper. Oh, here's, a, oh my goodness. Okay, I'll show it to you in a minute. That's uh, you, the, you realize that blue one's fake, right? This one? No, but what about that? Is that a lantana? That's a lantana, yeah. Yeah, how pretty is that? Here, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Here, Calvin, I'll show you, too. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> He's right. distracted. Just yeah, charge your head, Trace. You can do it, Trace. 
We uh, we have the plant of the weekend is a Peter pepper. We get asked really frequently for this pepper plant, and this is the first time I've actually seen it available for retail. I want to say almost ever. Yeah, uh, it's just not a real common pepper to find. It is an heirloom. We found that out. It is uh, a little hotter than a jalapeno in most cases, and they are only six ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the history on this is that uh, they uh, the first first time I ever heard of it or saw it was at uh, men's garden club meeting, and uh, General Dave Thomas, Brigadier General, excuse me, Brigadier yeah. General Dave Thomas, who has since passed away, but he used to bring seed and distribute among the among the uh, members there, and so. Uh, he he made this pepper famous, and of course the the old generals and colonels and whatever would laugh about the fruit being the shape that they're in. Oh, it's just an un, it's an unusual shape. Yes, they were un, they were in unusual shape too. Yeah, they? yeah. Okay. Yes, you'll have to come see it for yourself. <laughs> but yes, and you can Google it online to see what we're talking about. Uh, and then you'll find kind of the uh, the different stuff. Say full sun. Yeah, that's a pepper. Yeah, so, it's uh, like a regular pepper. Okay. Um, and it's hotter than a regular jalapeno. And I do encourage people to save some of the fruit to keep the seed so that uh, this uh, variety can keep going. Yeah, absolutely. It comes true from seed. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So we've got how many? About 45 of them? Uh, that's what we started with. Okay. I see a few holes over there. Okay, cool. So, as, we, as always, we offer this if you want to come by the nursery. Uh, great. We always love visiting with you, but you can't come today, but you want one. Call 210-497-3760. Thanks, Trace. 210-497-3760, and they'll put it aside for you. And, you know, he's right. Uh, look, there's two uh, versions of the uh, Lantana uh, bonsai, uh, and it really does. It's a blooming plant. Here's another picture. I don't think I showed that to you yet. Oh, I? Yeah. Yeah, that's with the orange. Yeah. Yeah. Here, Calvin, I'll show you too. I like that one more than the other one, I think. And then there's one of azaleas. Wow. Yeah. Lord have mercy. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. Maybe I'll need to join the bonsai club. No. <laughs> I think they've got you barred from uh, membership now. So I'm well, sorry. Yeah. If, if, the Rose Society won't even tell me the address. I call <laughs> in. I have to pretend to be somebody else. Okay, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Getting back to this lace bug problem, which uh, should be showing up in big time after these hot hot, uh, days we have. Yeah, and if you have a history of it and want to prevent it, now is the time. you got to do it quick. Yeah. Like Jerry mentioned, some of them have already quit blooming. Yeah, Calvin said uh, you may be able to prevent this this year if you apply spinosad, asaphate, or another labeled insecticide now before the damage occurs. In other words, if you have it, if you had this problem in the past, Neil Sperry says uh, Spray with a contact insecticide to eliminate them instantly, but consider a systemic 
insecticide next year. I think you'd use it this year. That's why Kevin mentioned the uh, uh, acephate. Yeah, acephate does both. Yeah. Yeah, it's a quick knockdown, mm-hmm. and it does both. That's a good point. So uh, I, if you've had that problem or if you think you might have it, uh, you need to go ahead and uh, get that blooming. And like, like we said earlier, uh, they're kind of like spider mites. They're on the bottom of the leaves, and you don't d- see them or you don't see the damage till it's severe. And they quit blooming, and the lantana quits blooming. So if you've got a lantana that's not blooming, uh, especially new gold, it probably, chances are it's got uh, uh, lace bug. I've never seen it on uh, the lavender on the spreading lantana, but I'm sure it yeah, affects right. them, too. Uh, I've noticed that, too. Again, 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Uh, come visit with us or ask your gardening question over the phone. We'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Here's the big news. The fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant, but to have the most success, you need to plant varieties that are recommended for this area that are time-tested. And Millburgers has those varieties because they want you to have the most success with your fall tomatoes. These include varieties like Celebrity or this year's Rodeo Tomato, HM8849, or the Texas Superstar Tomatoes, which include Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise. They're just $1.99 in the 4.5-inch pot. Another Texas Superstar Millburgers is featuring this week is the Penta. They're highly heat and pest tolerant, low maintenance, a bloomer that comes in assorted colors. They attract hummingbirds and butterflies, and they're on a great sale price for $3.88 in the one-gallon container. This week you'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. You see it blooming all around town? Come get it at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You can fix your own fence and paint your own house. But when it comes to electrical work, leave it to the professionals at Bolt Electric. With 30 years of electrical experience and customer service, Bolt Electric has the most five-star Google reviews in San Antonio. Bolt Electric. From residential fixes like breaker boxes and ceiling fans to commercial transformers and bucket truck projects. Call Bolt Electric at 210-545-BOLT. BoltElectricSA.com. License TECL 26658. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 930 AM The Answer on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. 
Have you ever wanted to walk inside the garden tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to the 11th. When you visit 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. The media and Democrat attacks on President Trump are about to go into hyperdrive. If you thought they're bad now, wait until fall when people are back from vacation and school starts. Whatever you think of the president's character, language, and behavior, his policies are working. Is that a sufficient trade-off for most conservatives and especially evangelicals? It seems so. Should it? That's a question each individual will have to answer. Some of my colleagues believe Trump's character and behavior are disqualifying, but they have no replacement who can win and continue to improve the economy, keep unemployment and taxes low, and name conservative judges to the courts. What Republican with a demeanor these critics like could do as well as President Trump? The answer is none. Trump is pushing back against the elites who have caused harm to the country. If nothing else, and there is much else, he deserves credit for that. As of now, Democrats have no one who can beat him, but the left will continue to pound and pound away until Election Day, and long after that if he wins a second term. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And uh, let's see. All right, we talked about the fall tomatoes that are here at Milberger's. They're on sale for $1.99 in the four and a half inch well-rooted transplant. Uh, pentas are on sale in the one gallon for $3.88. Uh, Mexican Bird of Paradise or Pride of Barbados. And again, like the crepe myrtles, you see them blooming all around town. And the three-gallon containers are on sale for $19.88. Duranta, Brazilian or Brazilian Skyflower, is Texas Superstar. And a 12-inch ready-to-display deco pot is just $16.88. Dwarf Mexican Petunia, which we were recommending to the folks at Associates of Audiology. I'll have to call them and see if they got it. Uh, is $4.88 in the one-gallon container. Uh, color, color, and more color is uh, Portulaca, Purslane, and Vinca in the six-inch pot for just two eighty-eight each, and you get ten for twenty-five. And uh, Millburger still has their natural lawn and garden fertilizer on sale in the thirty-pound bag for nineteen eighty-eight. So let's see what's coming up. Uh, we've got on the twenty-seventh, July twenty-seventh, Davies Trees, uh, Davy Tree Service will be on hand for a presentation on tree health care. It's Saturday at 10.30. There's no cost for that. So uh, check that out. And I think that's the same weekend as the blood drive. Let me double check. Or is that? I think that may be in August. I think that's in August. But I'll double check. Um, all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, it's in August. Uh, 
And all these, you know, all these uh, events are at millburgernursery.com. And the blood drive is August 17th. Yeah. Now, if they want to get a, a Millburgers uh, um, yes, the news, the newsletter. Oh, yeah, the oh, newsletter. newsletter. Yeah, you can get it com. in any form that you're most comfortable with. You can get it in, uh, electronically or you can get it in the mail. I get mine mailed. Or you can pick it up here at the nursery. Hmm. Exciting, running to the mailbox. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And they've got articles uh, every month about uh, the gardening that uh, is uh, should be taking place that month, and uh, also uh, any kind of issues uh, in the gardening world that are are out and about. A lot right. of the art, a lot of the articles are from horticulturists that you recognize um, from the area. And uh, yeah, any questions you have can be con- uh, conducted. Yeah, we got a question in uh, uh, for plantanswers.com. It says, what is a safe insecticide to use on my lawn? I need to kill several kinds of weeds, but don't want to harm my St. Augustine grass. What should I use? They say insecticide? Oh, yes. No. (laughs) So he's he's got the terms confused. Herbicide, yeah. Yeah. And Forrest writes him back a nice letter. Said, uh, Joe, I recommend that you visit your favorite nursery or garden center and tell them what weeds you need to control in your St. Augustine lawn. Then ensure that the herbicide is that recommended, is recommended, says on a label that it is safe to use on St. Augustine. You know, that's quite often that's an issue. Uh, we quite often get somebody that says, well, I got these uh, leaves that are turning brown and I sprayed an insecticide, you know, and then I sprayed this fungicide. And and uh, one, one of the things that you need to do is target target those uh, problems that you have. And, of course, it, sometimes it requires the help of a, an expert to do yeah, that targeting. So if you were talking to this person, would you recommend they kind of snip the weeds and bring them in so that the nurseryman knew yeah. which weeds they were? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Or Unless you know. The most common, I mean, chances are uh, they'll have a, a common weed that people, the summer weeds and winter weeds. So they'll just describe it. Yeah. Uh, most of the time they have it. Speaking of of weeds, <laughs> yeah, I want to uh, give a good shout out to Mark Peterson, and you you notified me that uh, Mark had written a yeah wonderful article about uh, horse herb. I love that he gave credit where credit is due. <laughs> and Mark says you've probably seen it, the small nondescript forb, f o r b. With tiny yellow flowers and clo- clover-like leaves. That's the way he describes horse herb. It may not look like much, but horse herb is quite the superhero when it comes to ground cover. Superhero. I hope Virginia is it uh, Virginia or not? Evelyn. 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 She 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 more more appreciate the horse herb. I'm sure she's changed her mind after reading Mark's. Article. It's a native forb. 
The horse herb is native. What's a forb? That's a, to her, a little plant. That's oh, okay. <laughs> uh, although some, although some folks think of it as a weed. Yeah. Some of our listeners included. Yeah. It's practically the perfect plant. Can we help you? Practically the perfect plant. It's like Mary Poppins. It's practically perfect. It's drought taller, low maintenance, and nearly indestructible. Yeah. And it requires no watering, no mowing, and no fertilizer. Which is good. I mow mine. Yeah, I do too. It looks better yeah. mowed. Uh, but uh, he, I, re- I read his whole article, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't much uh, talk about uh, it died out in the, when it doesn't rain on it oh. during the drought. That's the only. Do you want to ask your question on the air, or just did you want to talk to Calvin? Ma'am, did you want to ask your question on the air? No. Okay. No. okay. <laughs> All right. Then you talk you got to that. That's a no, Calvin. That was Melden. very clear. Yes, he was very clear on that. <laughs> now, now, that's all you need to say, Melvin. I know. I'm not saying I don't want her to leave you crying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's talking to Calvin. She may cry anyway. Um, do you have you got to the best part of the article yeah. yet? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, much the sagringe of lawn lovers, horse herb loves to invade turf, especially when it's in the shade. In other words, it can't compete with turf if the turf is thick and actively growing. Yeah, but it's very happy. Yeah, in any uh, bare spaces or uh, where the turf thins out, it takes off over. What many people don't realize is that allowing it to be there significantly reduces the maintenance and resources a typical lawn requires. Mm Mm-hmm. You still haven't gotten to the part that I like the best. (laughs) What? Let's see. Is that the end of the article? No. I'm trying to turn the page here. Okay, turn the page. Uh, by by leave, uh, leaving the uh, horse herb to thrive in the shady areas cuts cut it cuts mowing mowing to only eight weeks and watering four times monthly. That's probably right. And no fertilizer or pesticides are necessary. I've never seen a a sick horse herb. Do you? It'd be interesting to see if they're. Uh, what the what fertilizer would do? I guess it doesn't. It make it thicker. Okay. Oh yeah. My colleagues Calvin Finch and uh, Jerry Parsons referred to this as a more sustainable lawn. Which I know that you know, that's why y'all promote it. There you go. So clearly, what Saws is going to embrace this. And there you go. If you know you have a like a backyard, say full of horse herb, mm-hmm. I should get a rebate, <laughs> don't you think? Because I don't need really water. Absolutely, do. yeah. I think I think the, this may I may have to uh, reinitiate my uh, seed collection. Oh, of horse herb. Yeah. Okay. The uh, I agree with you. You sh- okay? So for someone that has horse herb and is seen. Uh, in our neighborhood, lawns that are nothing but horse herb. Yeah. Uh, it does look better mowed. Uh, 
Mowing it is simple. I mean, oh yeah, it it's, it's, it's a it's a whisper to walk through that as compared to St. Augustine, which you know grips your mower and you got to you're pushing and pushing. But um, and then what else? I was going to say. Oh, and where I have seen it, and in, in you know in a lawn where they've just let the whole thing go. When they take care of it, it looks good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. And it's not just the flowers. It's a nice green. And <laughs> and sometimes it's the only part of it that's green. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And those spots. Yeah. So if other lawns are kind of yeah. going kaput. That's better than or dormant. Yeah. <laughs> Origins are Texas, Mexico, and Central America. Oh, okay. And uh, features are? It's not coupon eligible, whatever that means. I guess for the uh, for the water, water, water yeah, for the, the saws rebate. I think we ought to make it coupon eligible. Well, you know, we, we have promoted it strongly, so there we should go. stand behind it. Like the Sinisa, we should. So the Horse Herb Society, when are those meetings going to be? <laughs> water saver, yes. Yeah. It's a water saver. Flower color, yellow. Yeah. Freeze hardy, yes. Yeah, I guess it is. Wildlife, butterflies, and pollinators. That's nice. Sunlight requirement, full shade, part sun, shade. I've got some in full sun. Too. Yeah, the lawns that I've seen are not full sun, but yeah, they're they're more sun than than most. Soil types, clay and clay are sandy. Okay, we have like just 20 Invasive. Uh-oh, they may, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's some it's, of our listeners may fuss with us about invasive. Well, don't, okay. No. Oh, okay, we gotta, we gotta take a break or, <laughs> for a whole 24 hours. So we're back in 22 hours, I guess. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks oh, to you for listening. Over? See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.